So welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you found us through Google Play, Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, Dental Assistants, we are there. And so excited today to be joined by a dear friend of mine and somebody with a wealth of knowledge to share, and that's Terry Lenahan. Terry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. How are you this morning? I am doing great. I'd love, I know all about you, but I'd love for our audience to know a little bit about you. How about that? Uh, Great. Um, Well, I started in dental assisting in 1978 uh, on the job training in Ohio uh, and um, loved what I do. I love working with the patients and um, I, but on my downtime, I would try to learn about the front desk things, you know, keep busy. And so, uh, Eventually, in 1997, I transferred up to the front by one of my doctors asking me if uh, I would be willing to do that, and then transferred into office manager, and then now I'm practice administrator. So, you you have made the, made the run, and I think it's really <laughs> cool how you've made those transitions. Tell me how what what kind of inspired you to look toward the front and the administrative side of things. What what was it that intrigued you? Um, I think it was the detail. I'm, uh, I like the, de- although I like the detail in dental assisting also the, uh, the different procedures, but, um, I don't know. I just liked the other side of it to help the patient learn how to help the patient to, to be able to schedule that treatment, uh, pay for that treatment, um, things like that. It just, uh, intrigued me and I like to learn all the ins and outs of things. And so, uh, um, it was a easy transition for me, I guess. To- okay. Well, and and you kind of led into my next question, because how easy was that? And what were the most, not difficult, but, you know, uh, more interesting things that you had to overcome to really feel comfortable up front? Well, it it was interesting because it was one thing to to watch somebody do it and then help a little bit. But then when it's your responsibility, you don't realize how much is involved in all of those things, uh, especially HR. And that has gotten more difficult as time has gone on. And I always say the more I learn, the less I know in that department, but, um, <laughs> uh, but just all the ins and outs of uh, the insurance credentialing, you know, all those behind the scene things that you don't see with the patient, you know, the that all needs to be done in order to do that for the patient. So. And so you've kind of, again, not just made the transition to the front, but various levels of the front. What- yes. Can you kind of make sure that our audience understands the difference between office manager, practice administrator, and kind of what those roles entail and what you've learned them? Um, office manager, I would help, you know, make decisions with hiring and firing, although I wasn't, the doctors would be a, a part of that also, um, made sure that things, daily things got done. Um, but then once you get into more of the practice administrator part, you're doing more of payroll, bills, um, all that other higher details that take off that doctor. Uh, okay. so that was a learning curve for me to, uh, to do that. So. And, and how did your relationship with the doctor change uh, whenever you went from the clinical side to the administrative side? Um, we'd always had a good working relationship and he's the one that approached me about going to the front. So he saw okay. what I could do Um before I did, I think even, okay. um, and then he is a very, he was a very involved in the business pie. So we were kind of like had a team effort, um, to, to do that, to, which helped me grow 
he was very uh, proactive on continuing education, you know, giving me the opportunities to learn what I could needed to learn. So. And how much of that got put on you to kind of figure out what you needed to learn and what you needed to know and how you were going to find out about it. Yeah. Cause I had to figure out where I was going to get that information. So, <laughs> <laughs> And I got that fax from uh, Heather Colicchio and from Adam in 2007. Yeah. And so that was a big thing. And my friend, and you know, Cindy Ishimoto, she also encouraged me to go take the Danby test for that a practice administrator. And uh, that was a study learning curve of what that involved too. So, uh, um, and that opened your eyes to more uh, opportunities that are out there and information that's out there. So between the ADOM and Danby, that was a big game changer for me, so. Yeah, two two critical organizations in our in our industry, and of course, Danby is the dental assisting national board that does so much to uh, ensure the professionalism of dental assistants. And I always encourage dental assistants go for that certificate, get those initials behind your name. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you mentioned the American Association of, and it used to be dental office managers. Now it's dental office management. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I love how it made that transition because I think that it opened it up for other people in the practice to really understand the value of dental office management. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, ADOM is something that, uh, and, and one of the big reasons I'm talking to Terry today, other than I just enjoy talking to Terry, uh, <laughs> is that Terry was really one of the genesis behind a course that I was lucky enough to be a part of, along with my dear friend Tia Hunter, uh, and it's called DA to PA, and it's available through uh, the ADOM website. Um, and I want to make sure that everybody has that and we'll give that to you in just a few minutes. But Terry, wh what is the value in your mind of the DA to PA course and kind of understanding the transition that needs to happen and how to do it? Um, well, I actually took that course that you guys put on and it was very good. I really enjoyed that. And I could relate to a lot of things that Tia was going through or yep. you know, had gone through also. Um, I think it's very, if, if that's something that an assistant is wanting to do and has that personal goal to do that. Um, I think it's a good understanding of what they're getting into and what is all involved and what's going to be uh, required of them more than just going in, doing your thing as a dental assisting and going home at night because it's not always uh, an eight to five job person. Oh, we, we know that for sure. <laughs> and that's one thing that I, I learned so quick is that, you know, I, I know how dental assistants are often the last person to leave, but it feels like the dental manager is the one maybe taking the work home or the practice administrator yeah. taking the work home to get it done as well. Yeah. So. And I go in early. I'm usually the first one there. So uh, just because sometimes you can get more done in a half an hour before everybody gets there than the day, you know, so. Uh, so so with yeah. you, you bringing that been there, done that mentality to this what type of person does it take to actually succeed in making that transition in your mind? You have to be uh, attention to detail. You have to be able to do those steps. You because sometimes if you miss a step, it comes back to you and it, it's more work than if you just had followed the steps to begin with. Um, <laughs> sometimes I've learned that the hard way, <laughs> but uh, I've realized now that you have to, but it's just, uh, it's, you, you have to want to do it because okay. you, it, it is definitely a change. Although it, I love having that dental assisting experience to bring to the patient when you're presenting treatment or have ask questions up front, because that is a big help. Um, 
you want you need to put in the hours uh, and be able to or want to learn. You always it's always learning. I'm always taking even now CE courses because there's always something new. Something's always changing in our industry. So you want to be able to um, be open to, to learning more and not be status quo, so to speak. So. And Terry, correct me if I'm wrong. You're in Iowa, correct? Correct. So I'm wondering in your part of the world, uh, what did you see during the pandemic did, and, and dental practices being closed? Did you see a lot of dental assistants who all of a sudden took more interest maybe in making that transition to the front? Or what have you kind of heard through some of your contacts? I've actually had one assistant at our practice and a friend of mine that both joined ADOM during mm -hmm. that time, um, have taken some of the courses and are have become interested in that transition um, uh, because there's a lot of, even though they were off, you know, we were technically shut down, there were still things that had to be done at the office. So I would go in, you know, two or three times a week. We still had emergency patients that the doctor and his wife's a hygienist. So there was a three of us in the practice trying to take care of that. Okay. So um, I've had that experience with just in Council Bluffs, two of my uh, uh, friends that, you know, have decided to, to learn that to po possibly make that transition into the future. So and they're okay. very good assistants. They would be great. Uh, a, a huge loss as an assistant. But I understand, you know. <laughs> and, and that that's always been the tough thing for me is I've always wanted assistants to stay as assistants because we need good dental assistants. Yes. And, but I also understand the need to want to expand your boundaries and, and you know, uh, learn new things and, and the excitement that goes along with that as well. So, it's, you know, if you have want that personal growth, if that's one of your things that you've wanted to do. Like I when I started assisting, I even when I moved to Cody, Wyoming for a short time, we had to go through our personal goals. And mine was to be an office manager hmm. there back. And that was in 1996 that for some reason, that was just one of my goals. And move back and then I was able to work my way up to do that. So, uh, and, and, and I love you mentioned that cause I always tell dental assistants, have that goals, have a, have ways that you're going to reach those goals, give yourself something to, to reach and, and have those mile markers along the way to know. Um, so, you know, you, you've had a great career. You still have a great career. What, what's next for Terry Lenahan? What, what are your goals right now whenever it comes to your career? I don't know. Everybody asks, are you getting ready to retire in a few years? And I, I just don't see, <laughs> myself, see myself doing that. <laughs> didn't mean that at all. <laughs> no, we need voices like yours who can explain to those dental assistants who are coming up the value of the transition to the front, the value of working with the doctor from the clinical and the administrative side. So I'm, I'm very thankful that you're there. And and you said you took the DA to PA course, which is available, by the way, through ADOM, American Association of Dental Office Management. You can find it at dentalmanagers.com. So I want to make sure that I give that out. And you said you took the course. What was it that you think can, can benefit uh, dental assistants who are looking to make that transition? Um, I think it's uh, the personal experience that Tia had and that she shared. Um, Everybody could, it was very relatable. I could, everybody, even as that I've gone that experience, um, you can always learn things from someone else, their experience. Um, because it was interesting, some of the things that Tia had talked about, I can't remember the particulars off the top of my head, but 
it's like, oh, that's a great idea. Or, you know, I mean, you just you don't know if you, you know, until you've yeah. taken some of that's one thing, too. You can always learn something. And so I, I just loved her transition and her support that and a, a huge thing for the doctor support, too. That is that makes a huge difference. So. Uh, yeah, I'm such a believer in, in listening to people like you, people like Tia, who have been there, done that, and then are willing to share your experiences with those dental assistants who are wondering what's next for them and if this is right for them. So, yeah. And then uh, you, you, you do have to uh, learn that transition because you were one of the assistants at the, that team, and now you're in management. So that there, there is a difference on how you interact with your team members. That's a great point. So that's a, that's a very key to make things work on a daily basis. You have to learn that transition and how it's going to work for your practice. And, and that's one thing that I think Tia touched upon in, in the DA to PA course. But I will ask you, how did you see your relationships within the practice change whenever you, you made that switch? It was it, The harder thing for me was your you're not part of that group of team, but you're not a doctor. So there was a fine line that you had to, to walk. Got and that it. was hard for me because I'm a very, in the disc, I'm a CSC, high SC. Okay. And okay. so I love that social. So that was really hard for me to, to back off from the personal aspect of working with the team members. Um, and so that, that, that was, that was the toughest part for me, I think was not being able to hang with the, you know, with the group like I used to. So uh, um, you had to really watch. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, again, I want to encourage everybody to two sites to check out. If you're a dental assistant wanting to advance your career, I highly suggest Dental Assisting National Board, danb.org, and the American Association of Dental Office Management at dentalmanagers.com. And whenever you're there, check out the DA to PA course. And Terry, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, uh, Kim McQueen, who's the executive director, uh, said that the DA to PA course wouldn't have happened kind of without your influence and without oh, your thanks. suggestions. So so thanks. I'm really glad that uh, you're that living example that it can work and it, and it does work. So, And so I would encourage if that's your dream, then pursue it. You know, you're still helping your dental practice. You're just doing it in a different capacity. And I keep up my assisting license, so I, they don't have me back there as much, but occasionally I can go back and <laughs> help so if needed. You're still wet-fingered, as they say, huh? Yes. <laughs> all right. All right. Good to know. Well, Terry, you know, thank you so much for joining. You know, uh, I, I look forward to whenever you and I can be in the same room together again soon. Yes. And uh, it's, it's always good to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time. Well, thank you, Kevin. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We try to bring on guests who have been there, done that, and can offer experience to you, answer your questions about what's next in your career, and what you can do to better yourself. Uh, because we believe, dental assistants, there's so much potential within each of you. So for now, Kevin Henry, co-founder of Ignite DA, and as we always say, together we rise. <laughs>